Episode 94, Superstition and Sacramentals. Being accused of superstition is something that all religious people are used to, because in modern parlance it really just means something that's not empirical science. So people that fancy themselves very educated and intelligent will consider all of religion superstition, and that just means that they don't believe that anyone should be religious at all. But that's not really what superstition means, because Catholics and all reasonable religion condemns superstition, so obviously it means something different than the way it's used nowadays. But many other denominations accuse Catholics of being superstitious, so that's what we're going to investigate here, is what exactly is superstition? What is the real error of superstition? And do Catholics commit it? And usually when people accuse Catholics of being superstitious, they're referring to the use of sacramentals. Think of rosary or medals or blessed objects or the scapular, things like that. Objects or prayers or actions that Catholics believe have some spiritual benefit, but other Christians consider superstitious. So if we take St. Thomas Aquinas' definition of superstition, he says that it's a vice opposed to religion by way of excess, not because in the worship of God it does more than true religion, but because it offers divine worship to beings other than God, or offers worship to God in an improper manner. So each uh, virtue, we talked about this on the episode of the virtues, virtue is found in the mean. In any particular realm of action, you can err by excess or by defect. St. Thomas is saying that in the realm of religious worship, superstition is an error of excess. That you're worshiping something that is not God, or you're worshiping God in an improper manner. And the defect in the virtue of religion would be irreligion, that is, uh, lack of belief in God or lack of worship of God. So by this definition, let's look at what Catholics do. Do we offer worship to things other than God? No, that's not Catholic belief. Obviously, we worship God and God alone. We offer reverence and devotion to the saints. We went over that in, in various other episodes, why that's proper. To honor those who are close to God. Of course, not worshiping them, but honoring them and asking for their prayers before the throne of God. We don't worship the rosary, the medals, the scapular, other sacramentals. Sacramentals also include the aspects of the liturgical rite of the sacraments. You know, the various prayers and matter used in the sacraments. And the question is, do we offer worship to those? Of course not. The real question is, are we, in using the sacramentals, both the prayers and objects that we use in private devotion or the elements that we use in the liturgical rite of the sacraments, in using those things, are we offering worship in an improper manner? So basically the question is, does God give us an indication that we ought to pray using these things and in these ways? Well, regarding the elements of the sacramental rites, we can answer very clearly that yes, God wills that we use, for example, water in baptism, bread and wine in the Holy Eucharist, oil in confirmation and in ordination and in baptism. All of these things can be found in scripture, Christ instituting the sacraments either directly himself or through his apostles. I have episodes on pretty much all the sacraments, so for a more thorough discussion of where we find that in scripture, uh, go look at those episodes. But yes, Regarding using matter in sanctifying rites in the sacraments, Christ directly instituted that. So already you have an important answer to the question. And it's based mainly on the question of the incarnation, the most important lens through which we view everything in the faith, church, scripture, the sacraments. We went over this in also other episodes. That in becoming flesh, in taking on our human nature, God shows us that men are sanctified, not just in our souls, but in our bodies that he came to sanctify not just our soul, but our flesh, and it, he used his flesh for our salvation. Of course, most importantly, in offering himself on the cross, it's a sacrifice for us, 
but also in his public ministry, using the flesh to effect healing and forgiveness of sins. Of course, using his, his voice, using his hands, his touch, uh, even using other elements like mud to bring healing and to bring sanctification. So if you read the Gospels, you have a very clear rebuke of the charge of superstition, accusing Catholics of being superstitious because of our use of material things in the sanctification of body and soul. Christ himself did this very openly, very clearly. And of course that makes sense. We are human beings that are body and soul. We are matter and spirit. And so not only do we need to be sanctified in our whole person, body and soul, but also we come to know spiritual things through material things. That's why the sacraments are matter and spirit. That's why the church is visible and invisible. That's why scripture is written by men, but also inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we can clearly see why and that Christ did institute sacraments, which include the use of material things and signs. But what about the other things, the other kind of sacramentals that we use, such as certain prayers that we believe bring benefit or forgiveness of sins, certain objects that we believe bring us spiritual protection, certain blessed things that give us spiritual benefit? Well, first we can say that the kind of crude superstition which believes that certain objects have divine power because of our ignorance of natural causes, that's something that would belong to the pagans, thinking that because we don't understand how nature works, that we can use some item or perform some ritual that makes it rain or protects us against the gods. That kind of superstition is born of ignorance of both God and nature. What we're talking about here is things that we believe can be used in conjunction with the sanctifying rites that Christ himself instituted. That the sacramentals are things that are in harmony with human nature and in harmony with the way that God willed to redeem us, that is, with signs and with material things by which we come to know spiritual things and that the sacraments are visible signs that actually cause grace in us, then we know that material things can have an effect spiritually on us. That's what sacraments are. All Christians believe that, for example, with baptism, or even if not with baptism, they believe that a declaration of the voice actually causes justification, or at least causes one to be saved in some way. So this is not a far-out idea that objects bear with them some spiritual power by God's will. We don't believe, for example, that the scapular protects us because it's made of a certain material or that it is some particular shape that protects us. We believe that it has certain blessings connected to it because of certain promises made by Mary, the St. Simon Stock, or that the rosary, just as an object, doesn't protect us. That's why you see like celebrities wearing rosaries. That would be superstitious if it's not just a fashion statement. They think wearing a rosary actually protects you. That's against the idea of what a sacramental is. It's something that disposes us to grace given to us in the sacraments, that it aims to open us to a more fruitful reception of grace in the sacraments. So if you're wearing a rosary, that could be said to be superstitious or even sacrilegious. But if you're using a rosary as a meditative aid and contemplating on the mysteries of the gospel, that's very much in line with human nature and in line with the way that God saves us, raising us to spiritual things through the material, through the visible very definition of the redemption that Christ affected being God incarnate. So thinking back again on the definition of superstition, the use of sacramentals is neither worshiping something that isn't God, because we don't offer worship to any object, anything like that. We use them in the sacraments and in disposing us to the sacraments, but not as the objects of worship. And in answer to the second part of the definition of superstition, that it is an improper worship of God, that seems to be not the case here either, because we're pointing out 
that this is the very way that Christ himself chose to redeem us and in his own actions and words in the Gospels shows us that this is the way that human beings, being both body and soul, are redeemed. That we need the aid of material signs in order to dispose our souls to receiving his grace. So salvation and sanctification are not found in any material object or sign, but they are very important means to elevate our minds, our souls, to God's sanctifying grace, and also to dispose us to more fruitfully receive the sacraments. So for example, saying certain prayers, praying the rosary, looking upon a crucifix, asking for the intercession and protection of the saints before mass, will certainly lead to a more fruitful reception of the grace of that sacrament that to prepare our minds and our hearts by means of sacramentals certainly has a spiritual effect, enlarges our capacity to receive the innumerable graces that God offers us every time we attend Mass. To say certain prayers of contrition, to sign yourself with holy water, certainly has a spiritual effect. Now, if you're doing it just as a bare gesture, maybe not so much, but these are things that help recall our minds and our hearts to the mysteries contained in the sacraments. When put that way, sacramentals don't seem so superstitious at all. It's mostly because we're surrounded by a culture of more or less Gnosticism. I mentioned that in an episode before, episode called New Errors Are Old Errors Recycled, where we talk about Gnosticism, which is the denial of the incarnation, denial of Christ's real humanity. And this is seen in many forms of Protestantism, that we ought to be purely spiritual in our worship, and that human beings don't need all of the things that we see in Catholic liturgical worship, all the signs, the smells and bells, etc. Well, this just seems to be contrary to human nature. If we take out half of the equation, if we take out our bodily part, which Christ certainly didn't do in, in saving us, if we think that our body has no place in our worship and in our sanctification, then that's basically assuming that we are purely spiritual, that our bodies don't need redemption, that our souls don't need our body and our senses to help us visualize and understand the things of God, then we're just really not understanding who we are as human beings. And the interesting thing is that if we deny this mode of sanctification given to us by Christ, we end up still trying to bring it about in other ways. So for example, people that are into new age religion would probably make fun of Catholics for the various things we believe about sacramentals, but at the same time be very much into the supposed energies you get from gems and stones and crystals and, and other kinds of physical objects which supposedly have some divine power or would be more likely to engage in nature worship. So if you fail to understand human nature and its role in Christian worship, both body and soul, you don't free yourself thereby from the need of the use of the body in worship you just express it in a way that actually is pagan and irrational and actually superstitious so whereas catholics take things instituted by christ and look at the model of sanctification given to us by christ which includes material things and signs and symbols and other things like that and then look at how the early church and the saints used this same idea in other means of prayer and sanctification in other aspects of human life that is using other sacramentals to dispose us to the sacraments or to extend the effect of the sacraments in our daily life outside of the sacraments. While we do that and believe that, others reject the incarnational principle or incarnational lens given to us by Christ when he sanctified our entire human nature, body and soul. And another aspect to consider is that we believe Christ sanctified every element of human life, both in his hidden life, you know, growing up, 
and in his public ministry. So our prayer life should not just be confined to receiving the sacraments or going to Mass on Sunday, but every aspect of our life has graces available to us, won for us by Christ. And sacramentals are another way to capture, so to speak, those graces that are waiting for us, even in the most mundane things we do. So wearing our scapular, praying the Angelus, praying the Rosary, signing ourselves, these are all ways to recall our minds to the fact that Christ sanctified this mundane action that I'm about to undertake, and that our minds always ought to be turned to our salvation. This is what sacramentals do for us. They sanctify the moments of our daily life, They prepare us for the sacraments, and they help extend our devotion from the sacraments through uh, the mundane moments of our daily life. And given that we're human beings, if you reject this proper, rational, sacred form of sanctification given to us by Christ, you will not escape falling into actual superstition, which is irrational and evil. And it belongs to the church's authority given to her by Christ to determine sacramentals. So, for example, within the sacraments, The church can't change those elements instituted by Christ. The church could never say that water isn't necessary for baptism or that bread and wine aren't necessary for the celebration of the Holy Eucharist. But she can determine the other rites, the other prayers, the other signs and symbols that accompany those essential components. Likewise, she can establish other sacramentals, certain prayers that bring spiritual blessings, certain other devotions. These are things the church has within her power as the bride of Christ and by means of the power of the keys and the authority given to the apostles, but especially to St. Peter. This is the authority that I've discussed in other episodes on the church and on on St. Peter. So these are things that are ancillary to the sacraments. The church has that ability to draw from the treasury of infinite merits and blessings won for us by Christ and the saints and to distribute them in various ways and to establish certain pious actions or devotions which can bring blessings with them. So if you're curious about any of the sacramentals, you know, just do your research. There's so much information you can find online like uh, the Catholic Encyclopedia. You can look up most of the history and rationale behind the various sacramentals like the scapular, the rosary, St. Benedict medal, sign of the cross, holy water, etc. So I encourage you to do your own research there and to incorporate these devotions and these sacramentals into your daily life because they are ways to recall us in the midst of our busyness and our our leisure to remember that, hey, this thing that I'm doing right now, this part of this day that I'm in right now, there are graces to be won here. And the sacramentals help us achieve that.